Hi guys, welcome to Tanked Up. Have we begun? We have begun. <laughs> this is, it's not the end, it's the beginning. Uh, welcome to Tanked Up. It's been a little while since we've uh, we brought a podcast episode to you, but we're back. Uh, I'm Ben Nova, I'm joined by Alex Malpass. All right. And I'm joined by Alo Koji. Hello. So we are all together again for a lovely, joyous, excellent drinking, fun yeah. time. Sunday afternoon time. drinking session. Exactly, exactly. So, as with every week, we're going to talk about some video games we've been playing, and we're going to drink some excellent craft beer. Yay. Yay, hurrah. Should we get on with that? Yes. Oh, yes. What are we drinking? We are drinking either uh, Red Church Brewery Bethnal Pale Ale, or Crepe Brewery Golden Ale. Mm. Mm. Let's go with the Golden first, all okay. right. And what are you drinking, Adol? All uh, the way in Canada, so you're not drinking the same as us. Yeah, I'm drinking another Boxing Rock Brewing Company. So that's a local, um, just outside of Halifax beer. And this is the Temptation Red Ale. Nice. Mm-hmm. So we should begin pouring. We've uh, we've not had a podcast for a few weeks because we've been very, very busy humans. You, you've heard previous episodes of us talking about how difficult it is for us to find time to play games. And find time to podcast. But hopefully we should be bringing an episode to you each week, maybe. Yeah, well, now that things, are, <laughs> now that things on my end have settled a little, I will have more of a routine. I'm not bouncing between countries, countries, cities. I stopped bouncing between countries a few episodes ago, but I'm also yeah. going to be in the same city for quite some time. Although we do have another scheduling change, which is, of course, Alex. Is no longer yeah. answering phones and emails. He is. I now work for a brewery in the beer trade. Yay. So I'm a brewing assistant at Bar Tales, which is just down the cycle path from where we live in Bristol, which is lovely. So I get to cycle 20 minutes, not on the road at all. And then the brewery is like, literally, there's an industrial park uh, just off the cycle path, and it's the first building in the industrial park. So... I just come off the cycle path and there's like um, a five metre ramp that goes down into the industrial park and then it's like hard right straight away. Hello work. Yeah. You can smell the the hot wort on the cycle path when I'm on the way up, which is a nice smell. Nice. So you can bring some insider knowledge now. Yeah. Slightly more than just a little bit of home brewing as you were doing previously. Yeah, yeah. I already learned quite a lot. My first week was uh, gruelling. I was on... um, Cask washing duties. I should turn my phone off, really. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been put on the shittest jobs in the in the uh, in the brewery. But it's gonna it's gonna happen obvious. first week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's um it's good though because you need to like know everything from the ground floor. Up, but you can't mm. just start brewing there. Um, and like cask washing is is a horrible, hard, difficult job. I mean, like it involves having a spray gun that's the size of like a sniper rifle and. Uh, it's it's like connected to this steam producing box that I just push a green button and it go, it it means that it's on and a red button that means that it's off. It's really really like it's it's old school. It's like it's like steampunk kind of like technology because it's all modern and stuff. But it's all really really basic. It's just like go stop. 
You're watching Spanaman and he's just spraying down his steamship. That's what right. you're doing. <laughs> That's exactly, barrels. Yeah. Yeah. And when you pull the trigger, it's like the whole thing that like pushes you backwards. Oh, it's so, a kickback. Yeah, it's such, such kickbacks. And you have to have it on pretty much the whole day when you're doing that. Mm. And it means that you're just constantly like tensing everything in your upper body and your back and your chest, whatever these muscles that I don't have. It's suddenly like <laughs> worked really hard. So, yeah, that's fun. And I did some other stuff as well, like uh, I did a variety of loads of different things, fixing stuff, m- milling grain, digging out the mash tun, um, I don't know, all, all sorts of random things will come back to me as we talk. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. We'll come, we'll come back to the, um, the actual brewing process possibly and how it's different to a little bit of home brewing. Yeah, maybe. sure. Um, but, Adol, how's your beer? I haven't tasted it. Um, it is um, very dark. Not actually as red as you would think. Um, it's more of a, more of a orangey brown. Like golden ale. Looks kind of like this. <laughs> yeah, it's a little darker <laughs> than yours. Yeah, okay. Um, it, it is much bubblier. Uh, it's got a, quite a head. Malty uh, nose. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Very ni- nice hop. Um, not too strong in the hops, but nice hoppy presence that sort of fades quickly. And the finish is just slightly bitter, but really dull. Like it, it lingers, but it's very low. Um I think um don't really know what uh, what I would say about the tasting notes. It tastes like a good hoppy beer. I'm going to turn it over to you guys and if I have other uh, ideas of what makes this unique, I'll pop in. But would you what would you give it out of say 10? You're loving your your scores at the yeah, moment. Yeah, well now I can't taste it. I need yeah, a, that's I true. Need some, um, some um, I, I would say it's a it's a very high-rated uh, red ale, despite not being very red. So what's that? Out of, cool. out of 10? That's I don't like out of 10s, because then you can compare them across. And if they're different breeds, then an 8 out of 10... An 8 out of 10 for a red ale isn't sure. necessarily an 8 out of 10 for an IPA. Yeah, but, then you're just, yeah, but then we're just, we might as well just say it's a very good red ale, which is what I'm saying. <laughs> I would drink it. I would gladly drink it uh, all afternoon. Nice. Well, this this crepe brewery, um, Golden Ale, is not at all what I thought it would be. It's quite bitter. It's smoky. It reminds yeah, it me is. of that um, New Bristol ooh-la-la. The New Bristol ooh-la-la? Mm-hmm. We had that and we were all a bit like, ooh, that's weird. It was kind of smoky like this. And sort of coppery. Was that flame? Oh, uh, maybe it was flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which was a red ale. That was, it was. Oh yeah. But yeah, this is this is smoky. It's quite sort of bitter. It's got a slightly lingering aftertaste. I say bitter. No, I'm not getting bitter from it. No, not really. It's it does have a lingering aftertaste, but I think that's the smokiness. Mm. It's a little coppery as well. There's yeah, a little sort yeah, of metallic-y yeah. sort of ting to it. Not not huge, but um, but a little bit. I'm going to interrupt and say you brought up the flame, which was our first experience with Indian red, red ales. Yeah. And yeah. we were sort of surprised at how not uh, hoppy it was. And I would say mm-hmm. this temptation red ale would, I would classify as an India red ale in that you have that strong hoppy nice. first initial taste, although it doesn't uh, last to the finish. But 
it seems much more uh, applicable for that name than than the actual IRA we had uh, the first time. Nice, nice. Right, let's get into this. Let's talk about some games. And as we've not heard from you, Adol, for several weeks, um, what have you been playing? I haven't been playing much. Uh, like I said, for personal reasons, I've been uh, bouncing uh, around the country of Canada. Um, and so I um, I did a thing out of pure curiosity, which is <laughs> I um, started playing a mobile pay-to-win MMO called Game of War Fire Rage. It sounds terrible. It is impossible to do well without putting money in um you surprised at that no no i just really um the first like 10 or 12 levels you max out at 21 are are reasonably easy um and uh adel got distracted by a door opening yeah what what kind of game is it what do you it's it's like a kind of like um MMO that's more like um, kind of like Civ or um, Rise of Nations. Like you have your own small kingdom, which has a set number of external buildings, which can be farms or sto- quarries or logging camps for the four main resources: um, food, or stone, wood, um, and then inside you can have. Uh, choose your number of barracks, which means you can train more troops at a time. Uh, choose your number of villas, which means you can earn silver and your troop times are lower. Hospitals, which means if your city's attacked, uh, if you have a big hospital, you have enough beds that your troops don't die, you can heal them, which takes a lot less time than retraining. Um, a watchtower just for scouting purposes, so you learn more information about your attackers. Uh, and research, so uh, and then research, which is the big thing, which you know lets you have lower training costs, earn, more, make more ore per hour, etc. And all these things just on timers. And you can mm. uh, the main currency is gold. You can earn gold through special events. There's some tiles. So basically, you have your kingdom, which is on a tile in a in a map in a kingdom. And there's hundreds of kingdoms. And then you can send your troops to occupy tiles that have certain resources. Um, are all of the other kingdoms other players, or is it AI? Um, so all the uh, the kingdoms are just maps, and each player has their own um, city, and their city is uh, it takes up one tile, and you yeah. can teleport around. Um, you you sort of join an alliance, like just like WoW guilds, and your alliance you know trades resources and helps each other out. Um, and if you don't have a peace shield up, which means you can't attack or be attacked, um, you're you're open to be attacked. And so every so often, like the players who've spent there are there are players who spent over a hundred thousand dollars on this game. Shit. Uh, what? Yeah. It's really, really weird. And then, so they have power. Like, uh, I played for about a month, uh, over a month, and uh, I was at, like, 10 million power. Um, And then if... um, These people are in the billions. 
Uh, so they, this is this is ultimately paid to win oh, yeah. as well. So they just sunk so they, a shitload they, of money in. Yeah, they teleport in and then they just destroy every person in sight and then they teleport out. So you always have thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> That's oh, insane. It's totally ridiculous. It is. I can see how addictive it is because, like, you have quest timers, which are like daily quests, which renew every eight hours. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, and you have alliance quests once you join an alliance, which is just the same thing, but every time you get a quest reward, you get the quest rewards and points into the alliance store. And then VIP quests, because you need a VIP level, because VIP level gets you perks like uh, auto-completing daily and alliance quests and getting percent <laughs> things, boosts on troops and training. And um, and so it's it's just a network of timers yeah, yeah. Um, just embeds so, you into this idea that you need to keep coming back at certain times yeah. of the day to be able to do that one thing that goes against this one timer. So then I have to come back ten minutes later to do the next thing that goes know, against a like, different timer. Hundred thousand dollars if you're going to sink on something like that. Do some drugs or something. At least like <laughs> get high. I mean, like just a game. Hundred thousand dollars. It is. That's it is insane. interesting because um, people take it a lot more seriously. Like, so the guild I joined is called. Uh, Domino in Kingdom 529. Hello, Dominoans. Dominoians? I don't know what they're called. Dominonians. Dominonians, yes. Um, I, I've nicknamed the, uh, the guild Dramano because there's a lot of drama, as all MMO guilds have. But because people yep. are putting real money in, uh, and some people, like myself, aren't really. I put $5 in uh, to see what like buying up a pack would do, and mm-hmm. it does give you a bunch of speed ups and resources and then you can easily cruise through and then you're like oh huh and they're very very clever because uh as you play you get these five dollars and 79 cents is the the price for the pack they offer you and different times of the week um it'll be more lucrative or less lucrative as soon as you buy a five dollar pack the packs now don't come in at five dollars it's now the 11.99 pack and that one has more things than a five seventy nine, but you can't. You don't have the option of buying another five dollar pack. That is not offered to you anymore. And then it's at the twenty two dollar level, and then uh, something something, and then ultimately there's a hundred and twenty dollar packs. And you, you, in order to do things like, they came up with like a a dungeon that sits in your city, and you can go in and use dark energy, which you can either buy for gold from the store or earn through events and rewards. Um, if you a basic attack takes five thousand energy and gets you an okay reward, but if you buy the right type of pack, you get the ability to uh, um, do a max hit, basically, which gets you way better rewards for fifty thousand points a pop. But in order to get that ability, you cannot get that ability without spending money. Mm-hmm. So you cannot, you, you actually can't do all of the things unless you spend money. If you want to use use your money to buy a gift for a guild member or something, you can't because uh, in order to give gifts of actual items, like I'm buying this item for you, um, you need to have bought one of the $100 plus packs which have the ability locked in. Uh, So that's out. It seems seems insane that there's just so many different... Tiers and levels and packs and just this oh, yeah. Who, yeah, and like, whoever's sort of making it must have such a 
complex sort of money-making flow chart going on somewhere in the back, just on their giant wall at their office. It's like, hmm, if we do this and change this one, we can make more money. Yeah, probably two people in a shed or something with a server in it. They have probably a fuck all overhead. Oh uh, well, but they they spent a lot of money on advertising, right? Like they hired Kate Upton to be their. Oh, it's person. that one. It's oh, that okay. one. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah, yeah. The, the one that shows no gameplay whatsoever. It just shows a, a big boobed Kate Upton in a toga walking around, eating grapes. Right, so that was enough for you to think, yeah, I want to get this. I was really curious that. what the game was. Uh, and though, and then I kept, I ended up, they're decent people. I chat with them. Uh, I like them. They're good people. Um, and I clicked the buttons. And frankly, because my game in life has been really topsy-turvy, I haven't had a lot of time to sit on a game. So I turned the phone on push the buttons every every six hours or not eight hours every six hours a quest renew um which gets you back two three times a day um mm-hmm. but then i've progressed to a point where um it's really interesting because it actually made it easier right when i was like well i don't have any time to keep coming back for like because training takes like an hour the first little while but then as you level up your tro- types of troops and amount of troops it takes longer so now my research, if I don't use speed-ups, is like a seven-day research task. The building tasks are like four days long, and training is a day and a half, which means I could just set these things, walk away, and come back in a day, and, and, I, and I have nothing to do unless I use speed-ups to do, do thing, uh, speed things yeah. up. But then every hour, there's an Inferno event, which gives you like five points for each research power you get up, one point for each tier one troop you get, etc. And then you get prizes if you hit one of three, uh, the three different thresholds. So it encourages you to burn speed-ups on the hour, and at the same time there's solo events, which are three hours long and much easier to get the points for. And then there's alliance-level events and kingdom-level events. And so you, you, the more points you earn on, on these events, the more rewards you or your kingdom or your alliance gets. Um, Just, so it, it does it, sound. It seems very complex in terms of sort of all of the different things oh, that you yeah, can actually go and do. It's all funneled to you wanting speed ups to mm. churn through things faster, which means you need resources faster than you will generate them. Which means you need to buy packs for either speed ups or raw resources. It's okay. basically like um, you're an economy that's only got so much output, and you want to have a certain GDP ratio, or whatever, and you think. Uh, I could like invest in infrastructure projects and generate this through you know, like hard work and elbow grease, or I could borrow loads of money <laughs> off like the bankers yeah. and stuff. That's basically, so basically, what's this game is promoting? What's wrong with the global economic system in general? Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, <laughs> tangential enough. Or? And you'll notice I haven't really talked about battle <laughs> yeah. at all at this point. Uh, the other thing is you have a hero which gives boosts, so. But they can be captured, and up and after three days, they can be executed if the person has an altar, as well as a prison building, um, and the hero. But there's also monsters, and you can attack. You can only attack level one monsters until you research the hero tree to the point where you unlock other levels. They take more energy to kill. You can hit once for this. Your your max energy starts at like ten thousand. Um, and then you can hit once or do a max attack, which uses almost 10,000, which hits them for harder, but not super hard, but you get better rewards out of it. Mm. Um, 
so it just again it's just another different part of it so basically there's like seven different trees in the research and they all represent different treadmills that up arms of the treadmills in the game mm-hmm. so you can't like you have to juggle all these things all these timers like oh actually i'm going to just concentrate on hero this for a while because my alliance lives in a region which mo- mostly has level threes and four monsters and i can't even attack them let alone kill them it's ridiculous. Oh, also the heroes have gear, which you can only make <laughs> out of items you randomly get from mining or from chests. But those come in different tiers, and the oh, boosts man. from the yeah, it, it's it's amazing how much like it's actually been really interesting to keep going through and just see how much, how complex they've made it, but yet it's still enjoyable to people. It it, it sounds like it could be very addictive to a certain sort of personality of person or a certain person who likes that kind of game that you would want to constantly come back every sort of six hours to be able to, to, Mm. you know, hit your timer to be able to do things. And then every other three hours to be able to do the extra things and stuff like that. Yeah. You must find that people sleep and wake up in the middle of the night. Like, Oh no, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Oh yeah. Because it's a mobile phone. I suppose it makes it massively accessible you yeah. just be able to pick it up, you know, while you're in bed, while you're at work, at any point, just to be able to do your couple of little timed events for five minutes and and, and jump back off. I mean, um, so how long do you? How long is a session as such? How long do you spend in game versus you know uh, how many times you you go onto it, sort of thing? Oh, so because everything's timing, and because my life has been up and down, I tend to log in for like a minute or two, maybe five, and then come back in like another five minutes to just reset a timer it's it's mindless yeah it's yeah. also caused some consternation in my relationship because my <laughs> my brain's like oh the timer's done you should check your phone and just it'll only take a minute but the freaking game uh <laughs> d- it's sucking it needs, you in man oh yeah it needs to load like the loading takes like 20 seconds every as soon as you leave like it's not like you can just alt tab away and come back it needs to reinitialize every time so like the general boot up time of a game on a mobile phone isn't great and this one as soon as you leave the game it needs to do that entire load up again yeah that's terrible yeah yeah that's so awesome. it's burning time for no reason as well like it's just poorly coded i think it just drives me nuts disincentivating you if that's a word, that disincentivizing, yeah, disincentivationing. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's trying to make you play it constantly. It's like, oh, you quit, you should be punished for not continuing. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Um, now that I have my PC and my PlayStation and my projector all set up, I suspect that this game and like my life will have a routine. I suspect I'll go back to actual games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it almost sounds um, um, very similar from all the pay to win and timed things to a couple of games that I've um, that I've been playing recently. Nice segue. Yeah, yeah good segue. <laughs> we, we can move on. However, we may need to open another beer. Okay. Which one should we open then? The other one. The other one. <laughs> yes. Which one is that? That would be the Bethnal Pale Ale. So I'm assuming there's some Bethnal Green thing going on in this. Is Red Church in London? I think Red Church is a London brewery, yep. Yes, yes, it is. I know that, definitely. I'm pretty sure I looked on the label and it said, yes, it says London. There you go. Three. Don't mind this label. I think it's, it's, it's a, a dignified label. You can see that. It's just 
writing. Oh, yeah. It's great. On a nice coloured background. And a nice um, non-serifed uh, font. Not quite yes. Helvetica, a little wider. It's good. <laughs> Welcome to the Font Podcast, if you're joining us through. Uh, Fontcast. Um, have you seen the, uh, the documentary on Helvetica? No. <laughs> it, it is... I watched it a few, almost a decade back, I guess, uh, at the Calgary International Film Fest. And it's actually worth watching. It was surprisingly captivating for a documentary about a font. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So, this is a... Smells nice. It's nice. Sort of a gold straw color, would you say? Yeah, very, very light. It tastes quite similar to that homebrew we just drank minutes ago very orangey citrus does yeah very pale very pale if that's a a flavor no it's a (laughs) it's a color right now yeah it's It's not over the top um but it gives you um it gives you a nice like indication that it's going to be um like a hoppy-ish kind of citrusy beer and it mm. is it's one of those beers where like the nose matches the taste because i know mm. we've had a couple on here where we've um we the nose just is, is completely different to what yeah it tastes like. yeah um, i for one don't like that i don't like surprises i definitely don't like bad surprises mm. i don't want to be disappointed with no beer. man especially when you, you we've had some beers where you you think that the nose is really nice and then the, it's almost sort of flavourless yeah. and, and just yeah, sort yeah. of a bit bland. But this is, yeah, this this matches very well. Sort of. uh, it's even you worse exactly. when it's a bland yeah. beer and it has such a strong nose because the juxtaposition makes it so much, the blandness yeah. so apparent. Mm. Yeah. So that means that they've dry hopped it loads yeah. to get the smell, but they haven't put Hop. enough late additions in on the boil. Okay. For those who want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I'm going to... Uh, comment again on this Temptation Red Ale, I will say my biggest complaint about it is that there aren't a lot of other tastes going on. You don't have notes of much. Uh, I've, I've been sipping it throughout and um, it's it's a solid red ale, but like there's nothing else going on. Um, yeah. It's kind of disappointing. However, that's probably why I'm like, oh yeah, I could drink this all afternoon because there's no note that could that intrigues but there's also no note that offends you know what i mean like i, I yeah. would never not be in the mood for it by the same time i'd be like i'm not gonna be like oh i really feel like the mm. temptation red ale instead it's like a, I feel like a red ale i'll grab this or if that's there it's good beer yeah. nice nice so uh on a similar note as, as you've been chatting about i have been playing age of empires two and three. Oh, i just installed those yeah, so they I picked them up on the Steam sale uh, weeks and weeks ago now. Are they actually free? No, they were... Two ninety nine um, or so, something? Yeah, I think it was uh, about £5, but I got um, Age of Empires 2, two expansion packs for it, and Age of Empires 3. Um, and I, when I was younger, I mean, these games are, I mean, Age of Empires 2 must be 12 years old now, and Age of Empires 3 maybe sort of 8 to 10 years old. Yeah. Um, and they are um, RTS games, very similar to um, something like Civilization or uh, Total War, almost a mix between the two of them. So you don't have um, sort of different cities as you do with Civilization. You have uh, almost one city. And as, the, as with the game that Adel's been talking about, 
you can put or, and build different um, buildings that allow you to do different things. So you can build a barracks, which allow you to build foot soldiers, or a stable, which allows you to build cavalry. It's always a granary. Um, I think it's a mill, right. and you can build farms around the mill. And it's all about um, resource collection, being able to um, build a larger army. And ultimately, it, it's not quite as in-depth as Civ, and you don't have as many different ways of winning. Is there research? Uh, there is research. Um, it's quite limited. The tree's quite small. You, you research more. Say you've got a, uh, you build a blacksmith's and the different kinds of, or a university. The university then allows you to upgrade your walls from stone walls to fortified stone walls or your watchtowers up to the next level of, of watchtower sort of thing. Um, you can upgrade your um, different military units um, and that's normally so your men at arms can be upgraded to long swordsmen something like that, within the um within the barracks sort of unit and the whole idea is to basically build a giant army and destroy everybody in your path um, and i remember just putting so many hours into these games sort of when i was younger mm. um and and other games similar to this so something like command and conquer uh, mm. dawn of war very very similar games but in a more medieval sort of um Wait, and I think the reason that I sort of um, wanted to talk about it was because we had the um, a few weeks back there was the um, Steam weekend for Total War. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I tried out one of the I, I can't the remember. Shogun? No, I tried out um, Attila. Total oh, yeah, War Attila. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't really like it. It took. Or I, I think it just took a little bit too long to be able to get into. Mm. So the battles just seem a little bit too drawn out for me. Mm. Whereas something like Age of Empires is very quick. It's very accessible. You you can build a, a you know a, an army of say ten swordsmen, send them off to the next town along, kill a few villagers, kill a few um, of their soldiers, take out a couple of houses, and then ultimately you will get destroyed by a couple of. Um, you know, cavalry units that they've very quickly uh, built whilst you're attacking them, or they bring all of their villagers back into their town centre, which then fires arrows down upon you as you're attacking it. Um, and it's quite a, a gratifying game, which you're, you're 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 sort of getting this satisfaction in very quick, short bursts. So it's um, it, it's great in that sort of way. That's <laughs> what it, she said. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> is, is it more of a uh, sort of single time play like Civ is it tends to be like a you play it for a session come back to the same empire play it for a session long um, run i mean I, I i think so it's i've um played a few games of of both two and three um and yes you tend to sit down for maybe an hour session and you play out the the whole game or if you don't play out the whole game, I found that I'm not going back to the same game. I'm starting a new game. So I'm wanting to build up my town and my army and stuff from scratch mm-hmm. rather than going back to something um, sort of pre-built yeah. that I'm halfway through or not even halfway through. So more towards the end. As well. like, I get stuck sort of, um, I don't know, about the year 1000 or something, having started it from prehistoric times. Yeah. You come back to it and you're like, yeah, it's, it's like impossible to defeat the empire next to me because they're just too far ahead. Blah blah blah. I'll just start again. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Just see how I can navigate up. Maybe I'll get a lucky break somewhere along the line, and I'll be better when I get to that point again. Mm. I, I, I very rarely come back. Really, I think with with Age of Empires, it's it's very 
um, the way that the game is going to play out is determined by your starting position. Yeah. So, um, what was the game you played, Adol? Game of War? Uh, game, of of war. war? Yeah, game of War. Game of War, so, colon, Fire Age. So, the, the, similarly to <laughs> colon, that... Colon, Fire Age. Colon, Fire Age. <laughs> what? What's the Fire Age? Oh, what does the, that mean? Colon, Fire Rage. Yeah. Like, when you have a really hot curry. Or, or is that just <laughs> when you get fired and you just go mental <laughs> at your ex-place of work and smash things I, off I believe desks. it's called going postal. Exactly. That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, so, as with uh, Game of War, it's all about resource management, collecting uh, resources and things. So, if your town centre uh, and your first sort of villages um, pops or it is spawned in an area where there's barely any forest and you can't then collect wood, you're very limited in what you can get. Um, and certain... <laughs> I'm seeing everything as a Dubon Dungeon. I think it's Adam's presence. You can get wood. Um, but uh, certain armies, so like uh, the British, their elite unit is longbowmen. And <laughs> even that, how is that fucking sexy? So anyway, to, to be able to create one of these units, uh, you use wood and gold rather than uh, food and gold, which is what gets men-at-arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're an elite unit. They're really good. They're really powerful. But as I say, if you're not next to some woodland to be able to get wood, <laughs> then uh, then you're, you're, you're almost uh, you're instantly at a disadvantage. Right. Um, so it does depend very much on where your, your starting point is. And I've played a couple of games where you, you play for 15 minutes and you go, right, I'm, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. It's yeah. really difficult where I've started. Um, but it's good as such if you want very um, different difficulties mm. per playthrough without having to you know pick a difficulty setting as such. Um, but I, I'm sort of just find that that's not quite what I want from it. I want to have a, a decent standard sort of starting position and starting area yeah. to be able to build up from. So everyone's almost at an equal um, footing to, to begin the game on. Uh, and I think Age of Empires 3, so that that's something that happens in Age of Empires 2, and Age of Empires 3 sort of almost addresses that because they brought into it um, home cities. So Age of Empires 3 is all about the new world. So all of the maps are the Americas, um, and or more specifically, sort of North and Central Americas. Um, so you have a home city, so on a, almost a timed basis you can have resources shipped to you from your home city. So it's almost, it doesn't matter where you start. So you're, you're not surrounded by woodland or you don't have deer to be able to hunt and there's not enough food around. You can have food or gold or wood shipped over to you based upon this timer. So it almost mm. gives you uh, more of an equal footing in the third game than it does in the second one. Uh, and, and almost with the third one, it makes it, that ultimately makes the game even quicker mm. because you can amass resources in a much quicker sort of time period. So you can make bigger armies to be able to just send off to be destroyed by, you know, the next town along or to, to destroy the next town along and be decimated in the process. So you have to build another army to be able to take over the next sort of town. Um, but as I say, it is, you do get very sort of short, gratifying hits from these games. Um, but as you were saying, it's, it's something that you might play for an hour, put down, and the next time you come back to it, You'll just start again. You start a different mm. town. You might play as a different sort of um, civilization and, and, as, and go um, from there. Uh, 
sort of RTS games in my mind sort of take the StarCraft, Warcraft line, yeah, or the um, Civ line, where the in the Civ line the sort of the point is you lasting, growing, etc. While the t- sort of StarCraft types of RTSs are more twitched, they're more about um, how fast, like Zerg rushing, right? Like how fast can I grow an army and conquer everyone? Uh, yeah, Age yeah. of Empires is still in the former category, right? The the Civ style. No, or... no, Age of, Age of Empires okay. is much more sort of uh, StarCraft. It's much more twitch. It's much more um, reactionary, almost. You you know, suddenly you'll have a scout from another town, uh, you know, on horseback come through your village, and you think, oh, okay, I can see that very quickly this guy has appeared. So the next town to me must actually be really close, quite close. So you might then, um, you know, create a band of arm uh, of, of swordsmen, or militia who then go out just, just to look for it. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, just get a couple of Round guys together and just like go go and see what those motherfuckers are. Just go and see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, um, so <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's nice for it, it's a good game for little sort of <clears throat> as I say gratifying short sort of gameplay hits. So I'll I'll, I'll end uh, my my by pestering you with uh, one last question: Is it more of a self gratifying game? Or is it one that you would want to participate with others in? Like, StarCraft is not nearly as fun solo. Uh, yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, I've um, I've played a few games uh, by myself. There's, a, you know, with, with both of the Age of Empires games, there are campaigns. Um, and the campaigns aren't the same as... Well, the campaign scenarios aren't the same as just a normal game of, of Age of Empires. So one of the campaign scenarios is get this... Uh, I started the Joan of Arc campaign in Age of Empires 2 and it starts you off the first level of that is get um, Joan of Arc as such before she becomes Joan of Arc get her from this um, Frankish settlement to a, a different Frankish settlement and, and to avoid the, the British army that is you know pillaging and going through to avoid the um, Bergen, Burgundy army Burgundian Burgundian yes possibly like Gungans but uh, a little bit different you have to basically get her through the level whereas uh, a normal game and a multiplayer game you don't have objectives right. like that it, it is almost be the best destroy everybody else um, and I find that online against other people um, there's not as many people playing Age of Empires 2 as there are playing Age of Empires 3 it was very quick to find a game in Age of Empires 3 um, but it's, it's just so quick people, other players are just on you so quickly and you've barely got a chance to you know explore your surroundings and things mm. so there must be people that have been playing these games for years and are just right. brutally awesome at them mm. and just come along and just it's someone like me who's picked it up after you know not playing it for eight years mm. just get destroyed and that's so, when you go into the campaign and look yeah. at the campaign levels <laughs> so what you're saying is we should have a little tanked up tourney <laughs> that would be good that would and be by tourney good. I mean only two of us own it, I think. So mm-hmm. maybe not attorney so much as that'd be like a final game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, straight into the finals. Yeah, I yeah, believe yeah. we call yeah. that just a match, yeah. a tanked up match. <laughs> uh, I like the alliteration, but that that failed miserably. Uh, speaking of uh, failing miserably, check out this segue, Alex. What have you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, not talking about failing miserably, because I've been getting up for um, 
uh, <laughs> getting up at like five, half five every day to get in for work. Um, I've been, and then doing manual labour for nine hours and coming home again. I've been correspondingly fucked for the last week. Um, and the previous week, I knew I was leaving my meaningless office job and was therefore putting in no effort whatsoever. So the juxtaposition between the two has been intense. Um, I have managed to fit in, in my kind of recreational FIFA playing, um, mm. as I normally do. Um, got myself out of Division 4, which I've been lingering in for ages, even though clearly I'm better than a Division 4 player. Because... Um, you know, sometimes it would just be like, this guy's a chump and he's in the same division as me. I should, I should be better than this. So I managed to get myself into Division 3. And uh, just um, just today, actually, I uh, played my final game of the first season in Division 3 this time round. Um, went 3-0 down by half-time. Um, scored five goals in the second nice. half. Nice, nice. Uh, Messi got four goals. Uh, <laughs> and he got two really sweet lobs over the keeper in a space for about 30 seconds and I could just feel the guy being like oh you prick how are you fucking because <laughs> so I could just jack out I just 3-0 I'm probably not going to win five goals back and that was that was the last game and I needed to win it to stay in the division and I did so that was quite nice excellent um, so your gaming's coming in very short bursts yeah 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 the occasional game of FIFA at the moment that's right because work's just been intense mm. um but fun, but nice. I'm enjoying it. I like, I, I'm working a lot harder, and I'm earning less money, <laughs> technically. But um, I actually want to be there rather yeah, than in yeah. my old job, where I would get more money to do less. But I just hated everything about it. You're doing something you enjoy, which makes a massive difference. Yeah. Yeah. And the people are cool. It's like, obviously, it's it's all men, because it's a brewery, and it's not. Whoa, whoa. Obviously? Well, obviously, uh, I, I suppose it attracts. Like, oh, yeah. I, I guess you're saying more like probabilistically. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. like for instance, they all have beards. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite cliched, really, the the people who work there. But they're all they're all kind of cool, nice people. I think that was partly like the reason why I got the job because I didn't have loads of experience. But you have a beard, though. <laughs> yeah, I had a beard when I went into the interview, and I think that the the manager guy must have just chatted to me for a bit and just thought. Yeah, he he'll get on with these guys. Yeah, so yeah. that'll be fine, kind of thing. I think when you're a small team of people, that makes a massive difference, doesn't it? Yeah, to, to know that someone's going to be able to just, you know, even if it takes them a week or two weeks or something, someone that you know will be able to ease into the team um, and, and just get along with everybody, really. And so I knew I was going to um, get on with most of them because on Tuesday at lunchtime, in the little kitchen thing, there was like four of us in there eating and chatting and uh, this guy Toby um, sort of apologised and then said that he had had this joke that had been going around in his head all day and uh, he needed to get out of his system and uh, it's great I think you'll like this one Adil because the joke goes um, I went to an uh, King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table themed party the other night Um, there were loads of bitches there you should have seen the gala had (laughs) Oh dear! Think. And I cracked up at that point, and I was like, "Yes, I rate that joke. That is a good joke." Out of all of the people listening, Adol may be the only <laughs> person that laughed. Oh dear! I liked uh, it. I, I'm assuming later that night there he was. Uh, there was a lot of lancelotting. 
Oh no, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I replied by pointing out that um, I, I should have said she, he used his lance a lot. I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. That was the joke. I that apologize. The re-joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I came back by saying that um, I once didn't get a job precisely on the basis that I made a pun to the manager too early and it was it was like he I didn't scope out properly whether he'd laugh at this type of joke or not but basically it was I was working in an off license um well it was my trial shift and uh he sent me downstairs to get a load of like a crate of Stella or something and in the cellar the um the Stellas were like in between two other big stacks of crates on either side so I had to pull it out and it was like wedged in so as I was pulling it out one of these massive stacks kind of started wobbling a little bit and it was mainly made of Bacardi breezes. And then I went back upstairs with these Stellas and put them down and he was like, right, how did you find that kind of thing? And I said, well, fine, except that I almost got killed by the leaning tower of breezer. Uh. <laughs> but he just like looked at me with a completely straight face, like, right, but you didn't. So do you want to put those Stellas over there? <laughs> I was just like, yeah, we're not going to get on. This isn't going to be a fun Ouch. working relationship. In fact, you hate me for everything I stand for. You stand against Just stares through you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Put so, them uh, over yeah. there. I would have kept you on if, the, if it was yeah. that guy. <laughs> if only you'd been my boss at that point. Nice. Good. But you're enjoying it. Yes. Much more than my old job, which can go fuck itself. And I suppose it's... <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Good. But it's one of those things that it is just pure physical work. Yeah. And you'll, well, no, you'll ease but... into it, though, won't you? So it will become easier. You'll have more time to be able to come home and, and relax as you just get used to it, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I start earlier, but um, equally, I somehow can get up at the same time just about and get there on time. Because mm. it's not like being in an office where you need to... Like, if you cycle in, you kind of need to get changed and get ready to be in an office for the rest of the day. It's like, I'm in a fucking, I'm basically working in a, in a weird factory with loads of, like, steampunk machinery everywhere that makes alcohol. Um, and after about five minutes of shoveling, like, mash out of the mash tun or cleaning crates or whatever you're doing, you're fucking sweating and it's hot yeah. and it's so fucking hot. When you go up one level inside, it gets to about 30 degrees because there's all this shit like steam and everything right. going up and then occasionally you have to go up again if your if your job at that point which i've done a couple of times which is stirring the grain because they mill their own grain there oh wow so they get unmilled and then you drop it into the mill that crushes it then it goes back down a thing and then all the way up to the second floor and then dropped into a thing which pours it into the mash tun so if if that's happening, someone has to be up there to stir the grain as it comes out of the chute so that it's right? built up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, that's a horrible job because it's about forty degrees, so forty degrees centigrade. Where it's right. fucking hot up there on any any day of the year. It's always pretty much the same temperature because it's always open to the right. air anyway. And it was just like, you know, so there's no point looking tidy or whatever. You, mm. just, you, you just kind of get there, get off your bike, just crack on. Yeah, clock in and get on yeah. with it. So I can I can turn up five minutes before I need to start work and just start work. It's yeah, will be presentable for managers yeah. and other Exactly, yeah. there's no monkeys. bullshit like that. Yeah. There's no bloody yeah. team leaders mincing around their rules and their values <laughs> or whatever the fuck they have. No, <laughs> no more TPS reports? 
Yeah, no, no more spreadsheets. Yeah. No more none of that. But it's not just manual labour. I mean, I'm learning stuff as I'm going along yeah. about how it works, and I'm getting trained up so that I can do stuff in there other than just lifting and carrying. Mm. Actually brewing some beer or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, every day I'm talking to the brewer about what he's doing and learning things about how it works. And nice. Yeah, it's good. It's good fun. Good, good. So, you've not played any games apart from FIFA? No. Which is always good. I've not played any games apart from FIFA. Have you played anything else at all? Or have you just been on the road between cities on your phone? Yeah. Slowly <laughs> making domestic affairs not not as well as they could be. Fair. Just not letting go of the phone. Fair, fair. So, I suppose I'll finish off by talking about one more game that I've played, which is the most absurd game I think I have ever played. Ooh, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's, a, that's a back skin. No, no, no. Got it in there. Got the yeah, Superhagskin yeah, super in my It's not absurd. It's simple. I don't think Superhagskin is absurd. Imagine if Superhagskin were true. That would be absurd. What well, if you're a pilot I don't in a know ship what you mean by that's that. to try and get around walls in a kaleidoscopic? <laughs> oh my god! You know what we need to do? We need to... If that happened, you'd be like, "This is absurd." What's going on? <laughs> we need to make a first-person super hexagon, <laughs> where you just see these massive walls shifting as you spin around and play. So make it make it for VR and just yeah. get everybody to puke everywhere. Yeah. I thought you were going to say they need to make the film of Super oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you like to see we, this triangle thing. Who are we casting? Thing. Tom uh, Cruise yeah. as, the, as the pilot. Yeah, or Will Smith. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's definitely you do the third person, the first person view one, and then the movie's based on the first person one. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Who so, would be the body? Who would be the, the wall? I was going to say there isn't really a baddie, is there? Maybe, maybe, hexagons. maybe to make it a film, to make it a story, you have to make somebody the baddie who has created this yeah. nightmare wall enclosing Doctor Hexagon, yeah. evil oh, Doctor. Yeah. yeah, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, there we go. Should be somebody English. Anyway. He was yeah. He was a good. He was a good villain in uh, Fifth Element. So oh, yes. was he ever? Yeah. yeah. So he he's our villain. There you go. Nice. Done. We've made. We're, we're there. We, we've now stunt casted Super X in the movie. So if there's any film producers listening <laughs> who have a spare, or Terry Kavanaugh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or I Terry Kavanaugh get... to give us the blessing to use his copy. Yeah, I assume yeah, we're all getting right, exactly. executive producer credits in this as yeah. well. Oh no, you know what's going to happen. Hollywood's going to hear this podcast because, of course, Hollywood listens to Tank Top. <laughs> yeah, um, Hollywood. And, yeah. <laughs> In six months, they're going to announce the the um, Christian Bale um, awesome polyhedron. It's <laughs> 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 like, it's got it's got nothing to do with super hexagons. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, hexagons are two D. This is clearly three D. Yeah, um, right. To drag it back, to drag it back to the absurdity of the game I'm playing. It's the game I've been playing is called Not GTA Five. Oh, that's amazing already. (laughs) And it's basically Snake. Yes, which isn't GTA 5. Which is definitely not GTA 5. It's Snake. That's what it is. But there's different levels. Snake has different levels. So so, Snake's more of a one continuous game where you pick up. It does get faster. Not GTA 5, however has different things to achieve in these levels. So it's basically the game of Snake. So as with Snake, you are moving around a 2D 
uh, plane. You can go up, down, left, or right. Um, the first level, you are daffid, and you are on your campsite in Wales, and you have to run over the campers. <laughs> the second level is uh, Wait, you is have this a phone. This is a phone. No, no, this is on. This is through. You can get this on Steam, and I I got it for about fifty p. <laughs> I think it's a bit more expensive now because it's about fifty p for the launch week. Um, and, you know, uh, the second level you had something that was moving, which you had to hit, uh, and and you move through and you go through and you go through. And then the the second set of levels is I can't remember the character name, it's like Darren from Swindon, and hmm. you have to drive around Lidl's car park, <laughs> um, hitting homeless people or something. However, the third level. You're David Cameron. <laughs> oh, amazing. And it's so gratifying to fail the level as David Cameron, <laughs> driving around London to just crash into something and see this little blood splat where you were, David Cameron, on the screen. Nice. Uh, and uh, you, you, you get bonus levels. So at the end of each of these chapters as such, you get a bonus level. Um, so the first one for Daffid, you're... Um, you're in the campsite toilet block and you have to collect soap and you can either choose to do it stealthily. So you have to avoid the people taking showers or do it brutally and kill all of the people taking showers. By running them over, presumably. Exactly. So uh, as with snake, basically you're (laughs) moving up down left and right to hit each of these little grid squares to kill these people and collect the soaps with the David Cameron level. You have to collect uh, leaked documents to stop them from being uh, <laughs> leaked to the public, and each of them are sort of you know just just comes just as tax credits on the uh, oh, on wow. the document. Very uh, topical at the nice. moment, yeah. but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's quite a fun little game just to spend sort of ten minutes. That's not playing. GTA. It's called not GTA Five. Not GTA Five. Um, and I assume it's called that to get a little bit of interest to use GTA 5 as pure advertisement for it. But as soon as you start the game up, there's this long scrolling screen that says, this game is definitely not GTA 5 and has no relation to Rockstar Games or Take-Two whatsoever. Um, There's a massive disclaimer in the front of it. It's not GTA, and then it's the four um, vertical lines... And then uh, strike through, like a uh, strike through, yeah, like yeah, the tally than... five rather than yeah. the V. I like that a lot. Sorry, I I may have opened up Steam, yeah, to, to look at this. But it's, I mean, for for a fifty p game, it's mm. quite fun, and it's it's one of those games that you sort of you sit on Steam and think, oh, shall I play this? Shall I play a little bit more of the Banner Saga, which is you know quite very story heavy, great game, very story heavy, quite intense in sort of the strategic elements and the battles and the, the decisions that you have to make. This is just one of those games where you just go, oh, I'll play this for five minutes. Yeah. Just not be invested in it, not think about it. Nice. All you've got to do is hit your you know, your arrow keys to be able to progress like through it. Yeah, exactly. It's so, so simple. Ah, but it's it has just... two more directions than Super Hexagon. That's true. Super yes. Hexagon is just left That's and right. That's true, I suppose. That's true. But yes, it's... As with Age of Empires, it's gratifying. Obviously, my word of the week. Gratifying. Good. Gratifying word. Yes. All right. So Otherwise known as gangster ratifying. That's G-ratifying. Yeah, being GTA uh, associated, perhaps, yes. yes. Uh, on that gangster ratified bombshell. 
Uh, I think you should call it a day. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely. great. So I preferred the Bethnal Pale Ale. I agree. Sorry. I agree. I preferred the Bethnal Pale Ale. I um, would not want to drink that Golden Ale by Crate Brewery again. No, I think Sorry. it was a it was a bit too shit. <laughs> I think we had this with another beer where it was just a bit too coppery, yeah. wasn't it? Um, we don't like coppery signature beers. signature brew was just a mm. bit too metallic. Mm. And I think this Golden Ale, it, it, nowhere near. Uh, or, or not similar to any of the other golden ales we've had. Yeah. Completely different. No, no, not what I want a golden ale to taste like. I thought it shouldn't taste like that. It should be like um, summery and sweet and yeah, I don't know, rainbows. not smoky. Yeah, yeah, rainbows. That's right, exactly. Unicorns, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, definitely the Redchurch Brewery Bethnal Pale Ale. Yeah, drinkable. Definitely. Yeah, very, very. I, I like that. It's nice. It's nice. Um, what about yours, Adam? Would you would you continue? Oh, well, you've already said yeah, you drink say, again. Um, my Canadian beer of the week, I think, after much contemplation, will be Temptation Red Ale. It has been <laughs> all the other ones this week. Um, no, I, I well, think I would definitely drink it again. Uh, I think it's um, like a beginning of patio season or end of patio season. So. There's a sun, but a little bit, a little bit of a brisk wind. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, perfect beer. Awesome, yeah. mm-hmm. basically. As you had or, on or beginning uh, of spring. As you had on right. Canada Day or Canadian Day. Canadian Day. Canadian uh, Day. Canadian Day. Canada Day. No Canadian Day. <laughs> what is it? Canada, Canada Day. Canadian Day. Canada Day. There, Canada is never in our official anything. <laughs> Right, that is it. We're done for another week. We're done. Awesome. So uh, you can get myself, Ben, at Nova underscore 47 on Twitter. Mm. You can get uh, the Tanked Up, uh, you can get us at Tanked Up underscore cast on Twitter as well. You can also email us if you wish to at tankedup.cast at gmail.com if for any reason you ever feel the need yeah. to say, I fucking hate this, is shit. <laughs> Uh, and you can get Adele on Twitter at... At the Omniarch, T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H. You can also find us on our Tanked Up Cast Facebook, facebook.com slash Tanked Up Cast. Yes, you can. And there's something else. Isn't there something else? No, I think Oh, yeah, it. no. Oh, um, YouTube. It's, um, you can put a message in a bottle and push ah. it out and see, and I might get it one day. That's <laughs> Just one day while you're in a boat yeah. at some point in your life. Or um, you could um, you could run round. Just just start running. Just chip over wherever you are. It doesn't matter. Just run over now and yeah. tell me what you well, want, and then I'll be like, okay, okay cool. See you later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks like, for that, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say, uh, if you find us on YouTube uh, and subscribe, we do have other videos outside of the podcasts, um, like our Hector video. Mm-hmm. Yep, which, which we put up a few weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, by our, I mean your you two not you the listener um because i wasn't a part of it um but yes the tanked uh, up brand brand exactly yes. uh yeah so uh we do have other things on our youtube um other than that again messages in bottles sky writing smoke signals mm-hmm. uh i'm burning wishful all your thinking. potential things oh wishful thinking i, I mm. just realized you could do a different one per week but now i've burned a couple of weeks worth of that yeah. it's okay fine. prayers dreams I'm, all of them i'm quite happy to repeat myself you know, yeah. I'm fine with that. It's not my <laughs> problem, is it? I'm not the listener. I'm yeah. the speaker. You're the speaker. Right. It doesn't matter to you. You'll fucking listen. If I right. repeat myself, you'll damn well listen to it. Hopefully. From, if you're still listening. Hopefully, if life 
finds a way, which it normally does, as Jeff Goldblum and every, you know, every time so far, it has. Richard Attenborough have, have suggested to us. Yet, so I don't know quite what I'm agreeing to here. Well, if if nature finds, if, if, if life finds a way, we'll be here next week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Good. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is me from Nova Scotia saying. Bye, everybody. Bye. Layers. 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 <laughs>